Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. podcast on the athletic network it's friday april 23rd and this is the drop hashtag full squad up je skeets rolling with mr what you need to know himself tass mellis good morning everybody morning tassie we got the top shot hot boy trey kirby hey yo hey yo the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friend mm. and last but not least making the magic happen it's jd hello there he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Please take a second to like the video, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. We're trying to get our followers up. Uh, if you didn't join us live last night for NBA Happy Hour, go peep that. I think it was one of our best ones, if I'm being honest, uh, especially if you like animals. Lee talked for 20 to 30 minutes <laughs> about his favorite animals. Um, he's a big fan of just sharks. And snakes, the entire population of them. All of them. So, yeah, just lumped them all in there. So, yeah, go check that out. Uh, NBA happy hour last night. We hung out for two hours. and did I saw Sarah Gray gave it a top five happy hours. Oh, that's wow. good. Wow. How many have there been? Maybe seven? <laughs> oh, maybe 10 more than that right 10 okay yeah, maybe around that Top five i think she's right though it was one of the better ones yeah, you know I agree. Uh, we had some laughs there some laughs were had as we always do on nba happy hour but go check it out again it's up on the uh, no dunks youtube page if you didn't join us live okay guys um keep your emails coming for the next beach stepping podcast your nba questions and your comments you can send them into no dunks at the you can tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. You can leave them in the YouTube comments if you want. And finally, immaculate items always available for sale over at nodunks.com. It's a simple, simple website to get all your No Dunks merch. Okay, on today's drop, we got Worst of the Week nominees, Tess. Lots we of them. We got a tweet of the night from Tessie as well. Can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. Rapid Fire Fun uh, is back in our lives. Thanks in large part. Due to NBA Happy Hour, the stream team coming through, basically writing the rapid-fire questions on the spot for us. So I pulled some of my favorites, and uh, we'll go with those and get the guys' answers to some of these silly questions. And also, we're going to tackle like key questions about the final month here of the NBA season, because we are less than a month away from the playoffs starting. But first, we do have to start on a sad note, some like heartbreaking news from the basketball world last night. Terrence Clark... Uh, who was a freshman guard for the Kentucky Wildcats, an NBA draft prospect. He died following a car accident in the L.A. area on Thursday. He's just 19 years old. Stuff like this is always devastating. Um, There's never really a whole lot to say except to send our condolences to Clark's family and friends and Big Blue Nation and the NBA family. Tass, I know you, uh, you spoke about this on today's What You Need to Know, so I highly recommend everybody go check that out. Uh, also implore you to go read... Jared, Jared Vice's beautiful tribute to, uh, to Terrence up on The Athletic. He knew him 
I mean, he grew up in the same area, same high school, was working on a giant, like, you know, profile on him as he got closer and closer to the draft uh, later this year. So go check that out. Uh, it's up on The Athletic right now. I thought it was a beautiful tribute. Read it right before we jumped on here. But just, I don't know if you guys have anything to add. Again, Tass, you talked about it already on what you need to know. It's just devastating. Um, 19 years old, and he had his whole future ahead of him here. He was going to be a NBA player and rep in the Boston area. And everybody that speaks of him says he just lit up a room. He obviously was just a great kid. So tough, tough stuff here for in, in the basketball world, Lily. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there isn't really anything more to say. It's just a tragic uh, situation that happened for a guy who had a really bright future. Um, so obviously, yeah, we send uh, our best wishes to him, his family, his friends, and uh, I'm not really sure what else you can you can add to it. It's just mm-hmm. a, a horrible situation. Trey may know more than uh, the rest of us in terms of the college basketball scene uh, about him in general, but I was just so shocked how interwoven he is with the Boston Celtics even. Mm-hmm. Like having worked out with a bunch of those guys, they really sort of took him under his wing. Uh, he or under their wing, I should say, he was there at games. He was he was aspiring to be a Boston Celtic one day. That was his dream, and he was going to be in the league three months from now. And uh, so heartbreaking for, for those guys who knew him so well uh, as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of people calling for Adam Silver in the league to make him an honorary draft pick three months from now uh, it seems to be a you know some sort of you know condolences for his family to to have his dream you know somewhat come true for him would be a a nice gesture uh, in my opinion yeah I wholeheartedly agree hopefully the NBA honors him at the draft because he was just months away from realizing a lifelong dream so yeah super sad not a ton to add just uh honestly a bummer that's it okay well uh flip it around here now and let's get to these questions because the NBA is approaching the end of the 2020-21 regular season. Yeah, the playoffs are in sight. They're right there. You know how I know this, Lily? The NBA <laughs> has updated like their standings page with mm. the playoff picture. It's like, oh, oh okay. these are the potential matchups if the season were to end today. That's when you know you're close when the NBA is uh, doing stuff like that over on their site. There it is. Yeah, that might come up a little bit later here in the show too. The playoff picture is up on NBA.com. Schumann, did you do this? Are you ready for the playoffs? Um, mm-hmm. But there are still like plenty of questions, storylines to like keep an eye on here in the final month of the season. So I got some good ones for you guys, and we're going to talk through these. And the first one, tasks. we're going to start in the Western Conference. We saw Anthony Davis come back last night for the Lakers, limited minutes in a loss uh, to the Mavs. But the question is, again, for the home stretch here, will the Lakers make a push for home court in the first round? Because right now they're out of it. Yeah. Firstly, as far as just sort of being a, a general basketball fan, I'm happy that this has played out the way it has for the Lakers because it sort of levels the playing field because they're going to have to go on the road to win later in the playoffs, no matter where they finish to start the playoffs, whether it's in Utah or Phoenix or the Clippers or Denver, they're clearly going to be the favorite if they're healthy, no matter what, no matter who they play. But this sort of gives an advantage to those teams. Mm. So I want the Lakers to be healthy. Of course, we all hope that. Uh, but just the way it's sort of, you know, shook out to this point, yeah, it just, it just makes me feel like wherever they, whoever they play, it's going to be a little bit more level. And I think they end up where they are in the five seed. Because AD's coming along slowly. LeBron's not back. Denver already has a gap between the four and five spots. So I just don't think they catch anybody. I, I think we're going to see them right where they are. And Utah, Phoenix, Clippers, and Denver, whether we get a Denver Lakers first round, oh, whoa. Uh, those teams are going to have home court advantage uh, over the Lakers where, whenever they play them, in my opinion. 
Lee, what did you think of uh, Anthony Davis's return there last night? He hadn't played basketball in a long time, whatever it was, like eight, nine, ten weeks. He looked a little rusty to me, mm. uh, which isn't a surprise when you miss 30 games with like a calf and heel issue. Played limited minutes, like I said, shot two of ten. Um, what did you take from that game? And again, this question that I just threw at Tass. I think the most important thing for him and the Lakers was just for him to get through the game. And, and he mm-hmm. did that. Uh, as you said, they weren't expecting huge things. And he really wasn't out there, certainly in top gear either. I think he was just trying to get a feel back for the game because he has got now a few weeks before the playoff starts. And that's when he really wants to be back to his best. So uh, they had to take it carefully here, the Lakers, because he did miss such a long time with such a potentially serious injury. Uh, so it was more about, okay, how's he going to feel today? Is he going to play in any back-to-backs? I'm not sure if the Lakers actually have any from here on out, but you know, will, will that be the case? I, I expect they probably will still load manage him uh, building up to the playoffs, but they really just want to see him if he can build up to maybe 20, 25 minutes and then 30 and 35. And if he can get through all those games, then it's great. This is a, they're looking big picture, of course, the Lakers, Home court advantage is probably the um, for of all the teams in the playoffs the least important for the Lakers simply because of uh, you know the the talent that they have and when LeBron James comes back and they just have that status that you know it's it's LeBron it's the Lakers nobody wants to face them in the playoffs at some point even though teams like the Jazz and the Nuggets should feel confident going up against the Lakers because they've played very well themselves this season but still it's it's LeBron it's it's LeBron and the Lakers it's exactly like it was with the Raptors back in the day you know like you run into LeBron and it's like oh man it's tough to beat him no matter what the circumstances why do you always gotta bring that up eh why you always gotta bring that up every single time you do it to me (laughs) but eventually look uh, you know when LeBron wasn't able to play the Raptors went on to win the championship so uh, that just shows how big the obstacle was but overall again yeah the Lakers I think are pretty much locked into that spot because they're three and a half behind the Nuggets and they're two and a half up on the Blazers so I don't think they fall and I just don't think they can quite overtake the Nuggets the Nuggets have been playing really well too lately Mm -hmm. so uh, since Jamal Murray went down and uh, I think there's so much more incentive there for the Nuggets to make sure they lock up that home court advantage because they at this point where we are today I think they are going to face the Lakers in the first round and they need any advantage they can get. Trey what do you think? Well, I think we're locking them into the five seed, and Lee wants to keep bringing up the Toronto Raptors and LeBron, but let's throw it back a little further. Maybe this Lakers team is the 1995 Houston Rockets coming off a championship. They don't care about the regular season the next Mm -hmm. year. They get the sixth seed and then just run through the playoffs like it's no big deal. That's what the Lakers are hoping to do here. They don't care about home court advantage at all. They've got a better record on the road so far this season. They've had very few fans in LA up until now, and they just won a championship in the bubble. This is a team that does not care about having to go somewhere else and win a basketball game. Uh, So yeah, I I don't think the Lakers are going to be, you know, working their hardest to get up into home court advantage at this point. We saw Anthony Davis came back last night. That was a winnable game for the Lakers if they really wanted to go out and take it. They played him 15 minutes because the only thing that really matters is if LeBron and AD are at full strength come playoff time. I would say the only thing fascinating though is LeBron usually he likes to, uh, what's he call it? Has a feel-out game one yeah. in most series. But most of the time, he's got home court advantage because his team is uh, pretty elite. Will he continue to do that, Lee, even on the road, that feel-out game one and maybe drop a couple of those? Uh, of course we'll see. he will. That's, you think so? Yeah, well, I don't know if you can LeBron. do that when you're the road team. I think it's uh, a little bit different, but uh, yeah, look. I think most people still think the Lakers are the favorites. I think I in think the Western Conference. I think I checked the stat last season and and five times he's lost the first game of a series and then swept the series from there on out. So okay. uh, he knows what he's doing out yeah, there, Bron Bron. Okay. What were you gonna say, Taz? Well, yeah, I was totally thinking the same thing. That uh, I, I think it's even. Uh, 
it's even more advantageous for LeBron because as Trey brought up, he loves playing on the road. Yeah. That, that gives him a spark. He's he said that's sort of just one thing that's motivated him. It's one of the one of those guys that likes hearing the fans in the other arena. It's something to motivate him here in freaking year eighteen of playing basketball. But I was going to mention, isn't it? Uh, an advantage to lose the road game because you already lost you don't have home court no matter what right so you lose home court advantage if you lose the home game if you lose the road game <laughs> then you just have more home games to win uh, i don't know so much math schumann work out that that simple math i can't do any math above seven so uh, or i guess i can't do any math period uh, anyway figure it out if if ad and lebron are healthy which we all assume they will be by the start of the playoffs but they are the fifth seed tray so in theory, it would be playing, you know, and I mean, it would depend, of course, like if there's an upset in one of the other, you know, matchups and stuff like that. But let's say they'd be playing every series on the road. They'd still be the favorites, like runaway favorites to uh, go to the, to the championship. Like, I'm not so sure about that. And I know this is LeBron and I know it's AD, like they're, they're elite, but that's a hell of a thing to overcome. I loved your comparison to the Rockets. I think that's spot on. Like even the Heat did it last year, right? As a fifth seed, but that's like in this weird artificial bubble setting. So, I mean, I think you sort of got to throw that one out. Um, I just don't know. I, I can't go that far with these other good teams in the West, in the Jazz and the Suns. And obviously the Nuggets are still there. And the Clippers, who we could have an LA versus LA first round matchup for crying out loud. I don't know if the NBA would like that or hate that. I can't decide. Um, I don't know. I just don't think they're runaway favorites if they're starting on the road in every series. Probably not. I mean, to me, they will be <laughs> they will be the physical favorites. They may not be the betting favorites. I think you'll see a lot of teams uh, or a lot of people picking against the Lakers uh, come playoff time. Because I mean, like the Jazz, if they if the Jazz have home court advantage over the Lakers and they meet in the playoffs, the Jazz have a great home court advantage, one of the best in the league. So I would think so, you're going to see a lot of people picking the Jazz, but. We also know that Jamal Murray's hurt. We know how the season ended for the Jazz last season. We know how the season ended for the Clippers last season. And we know what LeBron does because Lee reminds us of it all the time. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, LeBron and AD might not be the favorites, but they're, they're kind of still the favorites. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know another yeah, way to favorites. say it. It's like people are going to pick against them and then they're going to regret it. Right. Okay. I think they're the favorites no matter what. Betting line, physical line, whatever you want to call it. They're the favorites, I think, no matter who they play above them. Okay. Next question yeah. here. Um, we're jumping over to the East. Who grabs the number one seed, and with it, of course, home court advantage uh, in the Eastern Conference? Let's start with you, Lily. Who do you think? Well, apparently nobody wants it because the top three teams, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee, have all gone 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Uh, the Nets and the Sixers are tied right now. The Sixers have the tiebreaker at 39-20, and 20, and then the Bucks are two and a half games back. The Bucks, I guess, are playing the best. They beat the Sixers there last night. Uh, but ultimately, I think it probably does still come down to Brooklyn or Philadelphia. I think that two and a half games is big enough that... The Nets probably grab it. I, I still think it's going to be very, very close here. But if, uh, you know, we know James Harden is, is likely out until the playoffs. I'm not sure exactly what the status of Kevin Durant is right now, but I just feel that the Nets can probably... He should be back soon, this yeah. weekend. Probably. This weekend? Okay, that's so that further sort of cements my belief that the Nets will get it. Philadelphia's been playing very good this season, but I think, again, even last night, there was no Ben Simmons there last night. And Joel Embiid, if it wasn't a TNT game, may not have played even there last night in the second night of a back to back uh, but he did and they lost they sort of fake close at the end there but the Bucks won that one pretty handedly I think again for Philadelphia 
their biggest concern, of course, like every team, is just getting to the playoffs healthy. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they do rest and beat a game or two down the stretch here. Home court advantage is going to be huge, but I think we're going to, we, we know that those top three seeds are locked in. There will be a, maybe some shuffling there, but I think uh, ultimately Brooklyn is the team that's going to uh, steal it because they are probably going to have the best team by the time the season's over, so or the regular season's over. So I think it comes down to uh, the Brooklyn Nets, and I think um, you know I think that they have the best chance from here. Tass, you agree? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. The Bucks are just... Uh, they're a regular season juggernaut. They love it. Uh, as Schumann points out here in the chat, the Nets are in Milwaukee for two more games. Uh, they are going to take it super, super slow. You know, with all their injuries, guys coming back. While the Bucks are really, really trying to figure out the three-way game, the three-man game, the three-man weave of Holiday, Middleton, and Yannis, because they quite haven't they haven't quite figured it out just yet how to get the most out of those guys in late-game situations. So I think these uh, you know these final 15 games for them is a bit of a trial run, and uh, uh, you know Simmons uh, with this illness happening, and then uh, Embiid with. You know, having to play game after game after game, they might just have to sit him a little bit to rest him. I imagine he's going to sit the odd game. So I think the Bucks uh, are in good position to jump up. Wow, despite being two and a half back, maybe Tass yeah. is looking at Milwaukee still. Trey, where are you going with this one? Who grabs that number one seed, and how important actually is it in the East? Give me the Sixers! Easiest <laughs> remaining schedule in the league. They've got the Magic twice, the Pistons, the Rockets, the Thunder, plus Ooh. they've already got the tiebreaker over the Nets, and they want to be playing at home. I think they're 22-7 and seven this season at home, 29-2 and two last season yep. at home. I even subtracted the bubble stats for you there, Skeetsy. Thank you. Doc Rivers, one time in his coaching career, has been the number one seed. Home court advantage throughout. Guess what happened that season? The Celtics won the championship. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to mean a lot to uh, the Sixers and to Doc Rivers. I think that the the Sixers actually will want to play for this one seed to be able to have as many home games as possible in Philadelphia. The Bucs are the other one that is interesting to me because they've had home court advantage twice, so maybe they don't care, but like you guys are saying, they've got the best opportunity playing the Sixers again and then the Nets in a couple of games, whereas the Sixers and Nets, they don't even play each other, so... Saturday's game tomorrow, that's a big one, yeah. actually, between the Bucks and the Sixers. The Sixers kind of need to win it, I would say. And Lee, interesting wrinkle, I think, with your comments about Embiid. You're like, well, maybe he would sit out a game like last night uh, if it wasn't on TNT, and maybe they'll sit him and rest him a few games down the stretch here. I'm not so sure about that when this guy, by all accounts, still believes, and, and probably rightfully so, that he could win an MVP. And... I would guess if he believes that and he still thinks there's enough time to maybe catch a Jokic, he's like, no, no, I'm playing. I'm going out there and putting up 30 and 15s because uh, I want to make my case. I've already missed uh, enough games in the eyes of the media, so I can't miss any more if I do want to somehow pull this out. I think that is something to watch a little bit, in all honesty. Like him saying, yeah. no, I'm not sitting. Yeah. I'm going out there because I want to win this MVP or I want, you know, uh, first or second All-NBA or something like that. Yeah, I think we've seen uh, James Harden said he's the MVP this season. Steph Curry said he's the MVP. Yes. I think uh, James uh, Joel Embiid is also <laughs> saying he's the MVP. So maybe yes. we're going to have a three-way tie. Uh, never happened before. But uh, no, I mean, it, it's valid for a guy like Embiid and the Sixers because Embiid hasn't won the MVP and he, and it's within you know it's within reach if he does close the season strong and certainly if Philadelphia does finish top of the East, you know, for the uh, optics that looks great. It's like hey. We're the best in the East. Doesn't matter if their record was necessarily uh, the best in the league, but it's mm-hmm. like, well, best player on the best team. That certainly makes it valid for him. And if he does play out the season, he doesn't rest and shows that he wants it. That could help his case. I think he's got 
just a touch too much ground to make up right now on Jokic, especially if the Nuggets finish strong and, and Jokic continues the way to play, to play the way he's played. But yeah, I mean, why not if you're Embiid? You know, he, he hasn't won it and it'd be a, a great achievement for his career individually. Obviously, playoff success is, uh, you know, more important, I think, for Philadelphia. They want to get out of that first round. They want to show that they're a better team than they've been the last couple of seasons. But, uh, you know, yeah, if he, if he wants to gun for it and he really wants to go for it and the Sixers uh, organization, Doc Rivers, is, is behind it, then, yes, he will play every game and he will try to dominate. Um, but they've just got to be a little bit careful that they don't uh, overwork him right. in this regular season, for my opinion, because he is a guy who, you know, he picks up injuries and, and he tends to miss, you know, more than one game when he does go out. So uh, it could be a bit of a risky strategy, but, you know, the reward could be also the MVP. Dr. Mellis. Do you know what the update is on Simmons returning? Because we got Tobias Harris back. We got a Curry back there. Um, do we know what's going on with Ben Simmons, like when he's uh, scheduled to return? It's quite the secret. Right? What's happening with Ben Simmons. Yeah, nobody knows except Doc. The actual Doc. Rivers. Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> is he knows. out with like an illness that is yeah. not COVID-19? Yeah. Yes, that's that's yes. true. What's, what's Three games. Three games missed. So at this point, no one's talking about it. Nope. I am. I am, man. Mm-hmm, yeah, All right. should be. Next question here. Uh, which Western Conference team finishes sixth to avoid the play-in tournament? Tass is calling it the play-out, right? To get into sixth. Then play-out, you're, you're out of yeah, the play-in. I'm kind of bored of that <laughs> yeah, uh, term already. Yeah, it's all right. You're bored of it already? You've said it like yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah, you know, things go quick on the internet. Sure. Okay, yeah. well, the, the question stands, though, in terms yeah. of this race. And Trey, we'll start with you here. Um, you know, take us through the teams that are trying to, like, avoid the seventh and get into that six and uh i mean is that even good if you're playing uh like the clippers in a first round i don't know maybe you want to be the seventh but what do you think which team ultimately gets that six seed things move quick on the internet things move fast in the nba as well because i was picking the mavericks for sure to get the six seed heading into last night but with chris Tapps porzingis spraining his ankle yeah. if he's missing any sort of time Honestly, it might come down to which team is healthier between the Mavericks and the Blazers, because those are the two teams uh, that are really going to be duking it out here. They're both, uh, you know, 11 games, 11 and a half games back uh, from the one seed, but they're tied right there. So 32 and 26, both of those two teams. That's who is in the mix right now. And I, I definitely thought it was going to be Dallas, because I think that they've uh, they've picked up their game, whereas the Blazers seem to be struggling quite a bit here. But, I mean, the Porzingis injury... That really changes things if he's going to be missing a significant amount of time here. Obviously, both of these teams have been banged up for the majority of the season. But, I mean, Lillard just came back for the Blazers, right? Like, that helps a lot considering the losses that they've been suffering recently. They lost three of their last four by a single point. The Blazers, but they've got the hardest schedule, or the seventh hardest schedule remaining in the league. They've been really bad against the best teams in the league. They're 0-6 against the Jazz, Suns, and Nuggets, but that's their last three games, so maybe those two teams are resting at this point. Honestly, to me, it comes down to who's going to be on the court for every single one of these games, right? Like, it's going to be important because everybody's playing for seeding, whereas uh, the Blazers and Mavs are playing for the play-in, play-out tournament. We'll see what it's called by then. It's just impossible to figure out because, I mean, if Porzingis misses a couple of games, maybe that doesn't matter, but if he misses two weeks... That's going to matter big time. Um, So, I don't know. Like, uh, if Nurkic picks up another injury, give me the Mavericks. Right now, I would say the Blazers, but 
literally 14 hours ago I was picking the Mavericks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what do you think, Lee? Yeah, pretty much the same. It could change from day to day here right now because the Blazers certainly have uh, hit a bit of a slump here. I mean, they're 3-7 and seven over their last 10. The Mavericks are only 5-5, five and five, but the Mavericks won you know, their last two to bring it into a, a tie here. So we had Dame and, Lil- Dame and uh, Luca battling for the All-Star spot. Now we've got Dame and Luca battling for number six in the Western Conference. And uh, it's, it's very hard to sort of pick one over the other because they both have such a strong case and it could potentially come down to health of their teammates. Uh, ultimately, I guess if you are the Blazers, uh, I guess they have the tiebreaker because uh, that's why they're ahead of them because they have the exact same record right yeah. now. That's the spot you want to be in so that if records are tied, the Blazers get the nod. So uh, I'll pick Portland, but uh, not with any real confidence uh, because it, it, it's going to be such a tight race. Yeah, um, they've they've played their series too. By the way, the Blazers yes. and the Mavericks. They've played three games, and the the Blazers beat the Dallas Mavericks twice. So yeah, they do have that tiebreaker. Hence, why they are technically in the sixth seed when you look at the standings there that John Schumann updates every morning. But Tass, uh, <laughs> you know, is it is it a flip a coin like the guys are saying here, like as to who ultimately stays out of that seventh seed and has to to play their way in? The head says Dallas for me that they're going to get in there despite Porzingis's injury. I think when, once Dame hits a rough patch like he did before his injury, now he's come back. He had one rough game. He kind of it kind of prolongs a little bit, and, and with this tough schedule, it's going to be hard. Uh, and, and Porzingis can light it up, I think, for a few games to pull them into six. But my heart says I'm, the Blazers should get there because it's a bit of karma for Dallas. They complain that <laughs> they don't like this play-in tournament idea, both their best player and their owner, after they voted for it, and they said, yeah, uh, before the season, this is a good idea. And so you do the complaining, you get the seventh seed. And, uh, you know, either way, we're <laughs> all going to be happy with whoever goes in the seventh seed. As far as NBA fans go, it's going to be a blast watching either Luca or uh, Damon this play in tournament. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a blast, all those teams. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, who, who fights the hardest? Who really want to get there? It wants to get there for the sixth seed. I'm sure they both do. But, man, it's going to be a rough, 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 rough track for any of these teams to try and get to the next round and the round after that and the round after that. But I mean, Trey's right about Portakis. They probably sit him a good amount uh, during this, this last break because they don't want what happened last year where he had to leave that first yeah. round playoff series against the Clippers uh, to happen again. Yeah. But yeah, another ankle injury for this guy. And this is like, it's one thing when you're like a six foot guard, I think to get an ankle injury, I think it's just a little easier to bounce back. He's a seven foot three giant, uh, Lily. So, I mean, I think it's going to be. Are they saying he's out for a couple of weeks already? Is that what they're uh, they're telling us, or did I, I just make that up? I thought I saw that going around on Twitter. I, I hadn't. I, I saw it was sort of undetermined, but um, you know he tends to miss a couple of weeks when he goes out. I mean, like you say, he's a big guy, so those injuries tend to sort of uh, hit a little bit harder. But with with him there, with Porzingis there, the Mavericks are obviously a better team, um, and without him, they they struggle as any other team would without their second best player. But this is this is the concern, not just for this season long-term with Porzingis is how long can he stay on the court before he has to miss time with these injuries that just sort of keep on popping up. Okay, here's a crazy question, though, because I sort of slipped it in there and I was half-joking. Let's say the standings in the West stay basically as they are. So Jazz 1, Suns 2, Clippers 3. Okay, 1, 2, 3 like that. Would you prefer to be the sixth seed and then have to play the Clippers in a first-round series, Hmm. uh, whether you're the Blazers or the Mavericks, or, it sounds crazy, but would you actually prefer to be the seventh seed? You're playing the eighth seed, you know, who as of today is the Grizzlies. 
You win that, you're the seventh seed, and then you got the Suns as a first-round matchup. Of course, you could lose that game, then you're playing the winner of what would be right now, the Spurs and the Warriors. Like, there's the worry that you don't even make it to the playoffs, but, you know, you win one game right now against the Grizzlies, and you are drawing the Suns, which some people think, oh, that's the team I want to play in the playoffs. You know, we talked about it time and time, all oh, the inexperience and all that. Um, I know it's a difficult question. Trey, who would you, let's say you're just like, let's say you're the Mavericks. Would you rather... Well, I guess the Mavericks don't want in the 17 because they hate the thing. So let's say you're the Blazers. <laughs> Which one? Would you rather, you know, just to win that one game in that 7th, 8th matchup and then get in and take on the Suns as the 17th? Or you're like, no, let's give me the Clippers. They always melt down in the playoffs. <sighs> tough one. Tough yeah. one. Tough one. I think it's a different answer for both teams. If I'm the Mavericks, give me the Suns. You know, they're kind of... On the same playing field, I would say, you know, the Suns are an inexperienced playoff team, as we've talked about before, whereas the Mavs, they've got a little experience. They made it last year. I think that's who they would want. But if I'm the Blazers, I want the Clippers. I Mm. want, I'm Dame Lillard. I want Paul George and Patrick Beverly. A little extra motivation for the Dame time after sending them home uh, back in the past. So, I don't don't know. Uh, Yeah, I think if you're the Blazers, you want the Clippers. If you're Dallas, you want the Suns. So, stick where you're at right now. And I got to say... The Mark Cuban thing with regards to the play-in tournament I thought was hilarious because, like you're saying, Tass, not only did he vote for it this season, also voted for it last season, and when the report came out, he even had a new proposal where he's like, you know what we should have actually done is the top 20 teams make the playoffs and the bottom four are in the are in the play-in tournament, but we're doing it by record, which conveniently puts Dallas into the playoffs and out of the play-in tournament, but still keeps the play-in tournament. This guy loves the play-in tournament. He just doesn't want to be in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he wants everyone else to have to go through those yeah. anxious couple of games to maybe squeeze in while he's comfortable at least in the sixth spot. <laughs> it's like, I, lo- I love the play-in tournament for you. For you yeah, only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I, just, he just knows where his Slovenian bread is buttered because Luka Doncic was the one who came out and said, Hey, I don't yeah. like the play in tournament. He just said, well, if I want this guy around for 20 years, uh, you know, a Dirk part two, I just got to have his back. I'm just going to say something. And I think that that's all really it was. But mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, he wants, he's a man of entertainment. He's got the entertainment value. Totally. He understands how to sell. He wants to play in tournament. And to uh, go back to this idea of like almost throwing the sixth seed to go to the seventh seed, you got to be weary of that because that to me, Trey and JD, you'll respect this. That's like the team on Survivor, the tribe that throws a challenge because they want to get rid of someone. You know, it can work. It can work, but it's always a dangerous thing. You don't want to go to tribal council ever. No, no, no. But sometimes they do it. They'll purposely throw the challenge, Lily. You know, if it was the five of us and we want to get rid of you, like a little half-acid in the water challenge, you know, Tass is throwing these beanbags, like pretending to hit the (laughs) shot. Like he doesn't want to because we want to lose that thing. And then get your ass out of here when we go to tribal council. <laughs> well, but that always goes back to bite them in the ass more times yeah. than not, I would say. so. But, but isn't that the whole sort of thing with the GOAT theory with Survivor 2? You want to drag along the guy that you think you can beat in the final, so you've got to get him over the line along sure. the way. Is that right? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, in this case, it can be we just like this person is dragging us down at camp or we don't mm. like this person even and we'll mm. be even stronger losing a body. Uh, you got to be so. careful that that other guy isn't playing possum though. You know, oh, that's what you got to watch out for. Lately. Absolutely. <laughs> when, right. When's uh, Survivor back, by the way? I mean, well, they're filming yeah. right now, I believe. Huh. 
Is that right, okay. JD? Is that the latest update we got? They're they're filming the latest Survivor. I believe they're filming, so it'll probably start in its normal fall September time slot or whatever. Yeah, September yeah. October. I would say usually Season they like 41. to they like it, they like it to go right up to the Christmas break. So it'll probably start mm. mid to late October. I would say, but Ugh. to be honest, I have no idea. Do you think it'll be a good season to get in, JD? <laughs> Great time to get in. <laughs> I think so. Huh? Completely wow. fresh, yeah. Season 41, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeff Probst, I mean, he's going to be amped. He's oh. been off for so long. Like, he's chomping at the bit to get he's these. He's going to uh, be sidling up to people next to him on, come on a in, guys. log. Hey, you want to talk? Oh, man. Jeff Probst is going to be fired up, and oh. so are we. Exciting oh. stuff, man. Uh, but let's think about this. Imagine the play in tournament sticks around for a while, Skeets. Yeah. Could this be like Chris in Survivor when he came back from <laughs> Exile Island at the yeah. end and he said, You know what I need to do to win this? I need to go into the fire making challenge and show my worth. Do you think that this becomes a badge of honor eventually where a superstar player sees his team sitting in sixth place and says, I'm resting. I want the eighth seed. We're going from the eighth seed play in tournament to the championship. Could it happen? Uh, That's a tough move right there. Yeah. No, I'm going to say no on that one. But I like your thinking. Okay. Okay. So next season, let's imagine this. Okay. The Lakers win the championship this year. Oh, okay. Back to back. Back-to-back. Five titles for LeBron James. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah. You know what Michael Jordan never did? Oh, wow. Win his sixth title coming from the play-in tournament. <laughs> wow. I love it. No, I'll do you one better. You know what Michael Jordan never did? This is what, this is what LeBron would say after winning his fifth title. Go on Survivor, win Survivor, <laughs> and then go right into the NBA season. <laughs> eh? No so break. Survivor. No break. No break. Right from it. the championship to the island. What's up, Jeff? Wins that game and then goes right into the next season and wins a title. MJ doesn't have that. He doesn't have that. LeBron shows up. He's like 150 pounds from just eating rice for a month and a half. <laughs> Ready to play. Let's go. Wow. All I right. love it. Oh, okay. Well, we got some more questions here still uh, about the uh, final month of the NBA season. But first, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. JD. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, back to the questions, guys. So we're tackling some uh, key questions here for the home stretch. And our next one. Who lands the 10th spot in the Eastern Conference, and does it even matter at all? Tass, why don't you take this one first? 
Whoa, I feel dirty here. I'm wearing a Raptor shirt. I got Trey over there wearing a Bulls shirt. I'm taking the Washington Wizards. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my well, God. What, uh, because the Westbrook is the ultimate one-game weapon right now uh, over anybody on the Raps or anybody uh, on the Bulls for me. Look what his team did to Curry a couple days ago uh, on, yep. on Wednesday. Uh, he has got the highest clutch time field goal percentage in the league right now which is bonkers to think that Russell Westbrook has that, but he does. He's coming through in fourth quarters, and if he can shut down one guy for one game, um, I, think, I think that's in his wheelhouse. I think he can do that. Maybe not for a full series. We haven't seen that the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. one game, I think we've got you know, a little bit more excitement, a little bit more upset potential with, uh, with Westbrook, um, and the Wiz have a fairly soft schedule the rest of the way. The Raps, I just want them to lose. I, you know, they, they're, I think they're the best team if healthy, but I want them to sit Lowry. Don't get injured, Kyle Lowry. you got to be moved this offseason and uh, get a better draft pick. Masai doesn't want to be a middle-of-the-road team. I think he'd rather lose than be great, uh, or lose than, sorry, be middle-of-the-road, but it's not really working out right now. They're sitting their guys, and they're still winning. And Chicago, I'm sorry, Trey, they had their chance. You know, they're just... Well, here's the thing. We keep saying, you know, all you need is a good week and a half to really make a run here in the Eastern Conference. The Bulls have only had bad week and a halves. But (laughs) some people are like, oh, sure, they've lost six of ten. I say they've won three of four. (laughs) Does it matter? It matters to me, Skeets. And like Tass is saying, I think the eighth seed is there for the taking. Uh, Obviously, LaMelo coming back for the Hornets is going to help, but they've been struggling. Still don't know what's going on with Gordon Hayward at this point. They're just a beatable team, I think. So whoever makes it into the 10th seed, whoever makes it into the 9th seed, I think actually has a pretty solid shot at getting the 8th seed and making it into the actual playoffs. (laughs) And if it's the Bulls, I just got to say, they're 2-0 against the Hornets, 2-1 against the Pacers, 2-0 against the Raptors, 2-1 against the Wizards. This team deserves to be the 10th seed. (laughs) They deserve it! Oh, Tass, you're saying nobody in a one-game series can do what Russell Westbrook does. Zach Levine can. He's just not playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. He'll be back soon. Um, for me, the ideal the ideal uh, way this ends up is that the Bulls are in 9, the Raptors are in 10, and the Pacers drop out. But that's just me. We'll see if it actually happens. The Wizards definitely have the easiest schedule uh, between the Bulls, yeah. the Raptors, and Washington. Um, but we'll see what happens. I see uh, Chris Boucher uh, Shams reported has a sprained MCL in his left knee. Return timetable will be based on the rehab process. So I don't know. It's probably going to come down to injuries as well here in the Eastern Conference to see who makes the play-in tournament. The Bulls will be getting a little bit healthier as Zach Levine returns, and obviously the Raptors take a little hit here. Lee, we asked uh, a similar question earlier this week, uh, like an ideal spot that you'd like to see in the ninth or 10th. And you, and you went with the wizards. You're a Bradley Beal fan. Uh, You know, Tass is talking up Westbrook and rightfully so he's doing some special things in the clutch. He's been amazing. Like he's on this insane triple double run, but he's not even the best player still on that team. It it, (laughs) it is Bradley Beal. Um, So are you sticking with the wizards to ultimately get in there? Yeah, because I think when you look at how the season started for the wizards, they were bad early on and it looked like they weren't even going to make the play in tournament. I would love to see Russell, just in, you know, potentially two games, I guess, there uh, to go out there and just try to, he'd be so motivated to prove everybody long, like, look what I did for this team. Look how I, we did actually make the playoffs. Uh, and and you could see just an insane line coming from Westbrook too, oh, like yeah. a 45 point, you know, 22 rebound, 16 assist game. Cause he would try to do that. Yeah. Like, or the opposite would be like uh, absolutely. shooting four 22. And absolutely. From three. But, yeah, I know. but that's the sort of, you know, the high risk, high return you get with Russell Westbrook. I, I'd rather 
go into it knowing that we could see something completely wild or, as you say, like against for the for the Rockets last season, a couple of times the players, just that mid-ranger is off, he's shooting threes, he goes 0 for 11, but he keeps firing away and his team gets blown out. But I just think there's a little bit more upside to watching him go, potentially go crazy. He's so motivated to prove everybody uh, wrong that I think it would be the most exciting uh, team to watch right now. Don't really feel it from the Raptors and the Bulls. Uh, I think Tassin, I mentioned there, they, they they had their chance and just couldn't quite capitalize on it. Obviously, injuries came into a play. But I think I, I, I'm happy to back uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal from here just, just because I think they'd be the most fun to watch, I suppose. <laughs> hey, you know what would be fun if the Wizards got in there at the 10th seed, they win their way to the 8th seed, and the Nets had the number one seed? Oh, and yeah. Durant was playing, and Westbrook's playing. Like, that would be just a fun 1-8, like, juicy storyline to sink our teeth into, no doubt. Yeah. Here is the playoff picture. We showed you this earlier for everybody joining us uh, on YouTube. I love how, like, convoluted this now looks because of this play-in tournament. But they do a pretty good job of laying it out here. So just so everybody knows, as of uh, Friday, April 23rd, this is where we stand. Wizards are the 10th seed right now. And uh, Pacers holding on to ninth, and then you got Miami and Charlotte there as the seventh, eighth in the East at, law, at, at least right now. We'll see uh, We'll see how much this changes by the time we come back on Monday. We'll make sure we'll do another screen grab there and, and uh, see if it's uh, changed all that drastically in both conferences. Okay, our next question, though. Besides LeBron, because that's the obvious answer, which injured player will be the biggest dif- difference maker to their team like in the, in the home stretch here and, of course, uh, going into the playoffs, Trey? Well, I mean, the question marks, the biggest question marks right now are obviously Kevin Durant and James Harden when they come back, how they are able to get back into shape for the playoffs. But let's go a little deeper here. The Trey Young news, I think, is pretty encouraging that he's only going to miss a couple of games here because that looked like a painful injury. He was screaming, but he seemed super optimistic afterwards. And now we're hearing he's not going to miss a ton of time. I think the Hawks most likely are going to be underdogs in the first round, but they still got... A chance, I would say, at getting home court advantage. They're only a half game behind the Knicks right now. Just need another win. And if the Hawks are going to have any chance of pulling off a a first-round playoff victory, they need Trey Young to be completely healthy. And honestly, we need to see what he's capable of in the playoffs. That's uh, not dissimilar to like Donovan Mitchell when we finally get to see what he could do or Jamal Murray, what they can do. When you get a ball-handling guard and sometimes the best play is just we need you to go get us a bucket. Special things can happen. So good news for the Hawks that Trey Young's going to be back sooner than expected, at least when the injury happened. Because, um, yeah, I mean, they could make a run at home court advantage. And then Hawks versus Knicks, I mean, that's probably a toss-up if, uh, if Trey Young is actually healthy. Yeah. I mean, that MRI yesterday revealed a lateral left ankle sprain. Grade two. And, yeah, once that swelling and discomfort are gone, he should be back. So that's huge, huge news uh, for the Hawks. Lee, is there anyone else, though, that you would add to this list? Not really, apart from the obvious guys there. And the reason I say it, because in the quarter that he missed already, basically against the Knicks, you know, they lose that game. Now, the Knicks have been playing well, so it wasn't just that injury. But now they play the Heat uh, tonight, the Hawks, and that could almost drop the Hawks potentially into the play-in tournament scenario so quickly. So the effects of having Trey Young out could be felt so quickly here by Atlanta that they could find themselves uh, battling. Now, they'll they'll be fine. At worst-case scenario, they're in the play-in tournament. So that's uh, 
progress, I think, here for the Atlanta Hawks. I just don't think they're going to drop so far back. There's seven games up on the uh, on the Bulls and the Raptors, so I think mm-hmm. they're fine for that. But, yeah, I think Trey Young, because he just moves the needle, he's the Hawks' best player. Uh, they can tread water a little bit with some of those other guys filling in, Goodwin and Bogdanovich at point guard, but ultimately they need him back. He's their highest scorer. He, you know, he's, he's, he's the engine for them, so they need him back as quickly as possible. And we know, I mean, he's got the potential to put up big lines himself, and, and he wants to get into that situation. There's no question he wants to be on that stage where he has a chance to, to show what he can do in the playoffs because the Hawks have been better since Nate McMillan took over, but they're, they're still not a sexy team. Not a lot of people are out there watching them, and I think Trey Young would love to be in that situation where he can uh, have a chance to step it up in the playoffs. What would the league do and the broadcasters do with a Hawks-Knicks series, Tass? Would that be NBA TV material, or is it because it's the Knicks, it's like getting what? more of a shine? Yeah. No, I think that goes national television. I, I mean, I watched that Knicks at home to the Hawks the other yeah. day, and I was jazzed. It was a good, really good game. Those two teams really going at it. Yeah, I think MSG just, the way everybody talks about it, everybody, like, it seems like even more so than in years past. It's the world's most famous arena. It's the world's most famous arena. Like, nobody cannot say that when they talk about the Knicks. Because it's true, Tash. Oh, yeah, I guess. I'm not saying it's not. uh, But there's a nice storyline here. Ziggy points it out in the the stream team. 22 first-time players in a series between the Hawks and the Knicks, if they were to face off. Wow. I actually meant to put this one up. It's, he, saw, he saw it on Reddit, so it's got to be true. The mm. Hawks-Knicks series would gotta have 22 first-time playoff players. I mean, okay. Think about it. Yeah, it makes That's, sense. So there's a nice little narrative there. I think that would be national TV. But uh, the scary thing for the Hawks, these doubleheaders when it comes to late season, it's worrisome. Hey, it looks a little scary. they got to go to Philadelphia twice. Lee already mentioned the Heat Bucks. they got to go Philly in Philly twice. And then there's a Bulls game. The Bulls could definitely win. The Blazers, the Suns, the Pacers. That's not an easy sked no. there for uh, for the Hawks to finish it out. I think Jalen Brown coming back for the Celtics could easily propel them to the four seed because they're, they're still so tight. Yeah. And the Knicks have a tough schedule. Uh, so, yeah, the Hawks, Knicks, Celtics, that's a, it's a battle for home court um, along with the Heat. The Heat are right there. So uh, the Celtics and Heat. They could uh, they could drop both those teams, the Hawks and Knicks, down. So I, I don't think we're getting a Hawks Knicks. I don't think it's going to be a, a problem for the executives at these uh, these networks. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, I like that Jalen Brown pick to this uh, question. Celtics are trending too, like at the right time, perfect time. Like eight and two in their last ten, and Kemba Walker thirty two last night picked up a good win over the Suns, um, held him to eighty six points, and Walker was. It was pretty damn special. Like 11 to 17 from the field, hit five threes, and and we talked about how important he is. Like Jalen and Jason are gonna like do their thing, and that was even with Tatum sort of struggling last night again. But like Kemba's the, a huge just pendulum swing for that team. Like when he is playing like all star Kemba, like wow, they are they're really good. I think. But when he when he's not and he struggles, then uh, it's tough when he has those like 0 for 8 from three types of games. So it's good for Celtics fans. The Beantown boys are happy that they're uh, putting together some wins, and I think it makes for an even more exciting Eastern Conference too. If the Celtics are suddenly like, oh damn, yeah, that's the team we expected, and, and they're agree, back yeah. in it here. And um, I'll, ju- I'll just throw in Kawhi there too because they can catch the Suns for the two seed, mm-hmm. and they're only a game back. And you know, PG's holding it down, but. I think the Clippers want home court advantage against everyone other than the Jazz if they got into the playoffs. And the Suns' schedule is brutal right. down the stretch. It's super tough. So I think, the yeah, Kawhi comes back, even though I think they're being cautious with him and his foot because uh, he came back and they said, oh, just sit out another week. I don't think it's a, a hard situation. Uh, but they could get, yeah, they could easily get the two seed. Our final question here, and we're going to fly through this one 
because we're running a little long here. We still got worse of the week and tweet at night and all that. But are any of the NBA awards still undecided is the final question here. And we'll do a lot of awards talk, I'm sure, over the next couple of weeks. I would say the answer to this is yes, but there are a few that are like looking like locks. Julius Randle is a lock to win most improved. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's mm-hmm. winning that from him. He earns it. He's going to get it. And he's probably going to make an all-NBA team, and I still think he's going to get some MVP votes at the end of the ballot and you know maybe finishes finishes in the top 10 uh, at the very least, which is pretty damn impressive, and nobody would have been predicting that. So he's MIP. Of course, Jokic looks like he's going to be MVP unless he misses you know five to 10 games here, and there's like an opening there for probably an Embiid or maybe a Curry. I think those are the only two guys that have any chance, and I think even Curry with the record that the Warriors have is a long, long, long shot at this point unless they go undefeated from here on out. Probably not happening. So it's Jokic or Embiid, but I think Jokic, again, if he plays, he's got it. The LaMelo ball for Rookie of the Year is interesting. You, know, you said it there, Trey. He's coming back in theory. Even if he doesn't come back, would he win this award? I think a lot of people would still vote for him. I know Anthony Edwards has been a scoring machine as the number one pick, and there have been some other decent rookies, but I still think LaMelo would get a lot of the votes. Um, And that's with him not coming back. But the good news is he probably will, so he'll get a couple more highlights, a couple more games. The Hornets are holding on for dear life here in terms of uh, playoff seeding, so I like his chances ultimately to still win Rookie of the Year. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, it doesn't feel like Edwards... I mean, he definitely had a nice run while LaMelo was out, but it doesn't feel like he did enough to really take the throne as Rookie of the Year right here, especially considering if LaMelo is going to be coming back here soon, the Hornets are going to be in a little bit of a playoff race, so you're going to have even more eyeballs on Charlotte. Yeah, and then the final three awards, like Defensive Player of the Year, I think there's only a handful of guys that actually could win it. I think Rudy Gobert could win his what? That would be his third, I think, Lily, if he did win yes, it again. I think that's right, yes. He's always going to be in the running, especially with the Jazz having maybe the best record in the league. Ben Simmons, his case has taken a little bit of a hit here because he's missing games. I mean, that's just going to come back, bite you in the ass a little bit here, but he's still in the mix. Joel Embiid, I think, is still in the mix. So it's really, like to me, just sort of those guys. Sixth man is like two Jazz players. Uh, Jordan Clarkson or Joe Ingles, who had been starting a little bit here for Utah. I don't know if that uh, sort of helps or hurts his case because he's getting numbers, but doing it in a starting role. I think Clarkson still has that one. But uh, Clarkson's going to win that. Yeah. He's uh, a second leading scorer on the yeah, best team. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I'm with you on that. Uh, Joey Johnson. and Jordan, I think is, that's the first time I realized they have two new kids on the block on their team. Hanging <laughs> oh. <laughs> tough. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, Jalen Brunson will get some votes, but he's not going to take it from one of those guys. And I, I'm with you, Lee, that Clarkson's probably got that. And then that leaves Coach, which to me is like only three people. It's going to be Monty Williams, Quinn Snyder, maybe, if the Jazz have the number one overall record, and then Tom Thibodeau with the Knicks. I don't think anyone else has a real case to win it. So I guess what I'm saying is here, yeah, there are some that are still undecided, but like not a lot that are wide open. And it feels like we just went through like four of them feel like getting closer to locks here, which makes sense. We're into the final month of the season. But, you know, the narratives can can form quickly and, and mm-hmm. uh, catch fire in a hurry. So maybe something changes. But again, we'll do more awards talk uh, down the line. Let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. Okay, I've got a bunch of candidates here. One got added late on Thursday. I was watching the Bulls game. Uh, they were hosting the Hornets, and they were doing a, an in-game promotion. Uh, it was Michelob, the beer company, doing a promotion. They had fans live at home participating. Mm-hmm. They're all on their webcams. Mm-hmm. And the host said, raise those Michelobes. 
Not one had a Michelob in their hand. Not one. I mean, get on no dunks, Michelob. We'll sell anything. What are you waiting for? Uh, anyway, so that's added to the list. But here, here is another five. First one, podcast platforms. Apple and Spotify. <laughs> rough week. A rough week, yeah. We're, it's just so weird going to a podcast page and it not existing. Oh. It just feels like you're wiped off the planet Earth. You know? <laughs> well, you do that Tough. thing, too, where you're like, is it me or is it the platform? That's what I always do. And I know a lot of people that listen to our show too are like tweeting in like, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if something wrong with my phone or something, or is it like mm-hmm. universal here? So you're always yeah. freaked out that it's yourself. I literally thought that I had somehow deleted our feed from Spotify. Oh God. Oh God. I don't have access to that, like to the <laughs> dashboard even, but I thought I've done, this is my fault somehow. <laughs> Uh, no, I stressful. thought it was Lee's fault. <laughs> I thought I had something to do with it for sure. Like yesterday, like yesterday before the show, I went through my normal morning routine, you know, plugged my microphone in, headphones on, and I'm like, what the hell is this static I'm here? What have I, I haven't done anything. JD's going to get that like disappointed father look saying, did you do this? Did you, do-? I swear I didn't do anything, man. I didn't do anything, but it just doesn't work today. So what did I do? I thought, Turn it off, turn it back on, and just like, just please work that. It works 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And it did. So I was like, sweet, I'm back on the easy street. That was a weird one. I was aware. It was playing, Apple was playing like an April 6th show for me. Like it went back like weeks, and I, I had nothing between April 7th and April 22nd. It was oh. so weird. It was a weird run. Uh, third one here from friend of the show, Stefan Vasilev. He reminded us that uh, Joel Embiid. His shot could have been an epic buzzer beater. So worst of the week goes to the rim for denying us this crazy, crazy, crazy play that could have been, yes, something that we remember forever. An 85-foot chuck after getting the rebound. Beautiful. 0.8 seconds on the clock and how it rattled in and out. So, uh, Stefan Vasilev, thanks for for giving us that one because, man. Like, yeah, obviously it was super, super close, but – that, if it went in, it would be part of, like, every cut, every little montage of, like, big shots from the NBA sure. for a long time, it feels like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know yeah. it's in a sort of a meaningless game, if you want to call it that, in the regular season. It's not the playoffs or anything, but that's, that would be on a lot of the list. You would see that time and time again for the rest of eternity. But, like, watching it again, the way he shoots it, because he oh. has to quickly with the baseball sort of style— Always going to be an issue to have that thing go off the glass and in lately. Yeah. Because it's just coming at such a force yeah. that you see it hit the backboard and it's like actually perfectly online. But then yeah. because it's flying in there, it ricochets off the front of the rim. You know, you would need it to do the old, you know, yeah. back and forth sort of rattle home. You almost got to switch that though, but yeah. uh, um, crazy. But just to get the power without really oh. like slingshotting it, shotting it back there like that is uh, still amazing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the rims have also uh, denied us some wedgies. It's been three days. So I think Mm. this is a great one. These Mm. rims are blowing it. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, rims. Come on, rims. That's a good point. I mean, Joel Embiid was warm, but it just reminds me, Lee just reminded me, like every time we went down to to shoot half-court shots at Summerlee, you guys are a lot better than me, but I needed to be, uh, I I needed to get super warm (laughs) because... I was taking a running start and I was coming up 10 feet short. It was 148 degrees down there in Vegas. Step outside, man. Oh, come on, man. The shoulders don't warm up. Uh, Anyway, next one. You needed to wear that shawl you were wearing that one time. (laughs) Uh, 
I asked Paul Benedict, can we get into that other gym and get, so we can get some warm-ups? They have to have a practice gym right. here. He, didn't, he just denied me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that before. Um, uh, anyways, the, uh, the Toronto Raptors, for not playing a lot of their good guys, but still winning, as St. Harris <laughs> pointed out, the Raptors tank is the worst of the week. All their stars are sitting. These dudes are on a four-game winning streak. Are you okay with that, Skeets? You want them in there, I assume. 100%. I was going to say something when you were like, oh, I sort of wish they weren't winning these games and they should go get a better draft pick and Masai Ujiri may want that. I disagree 100%. The Raptors have built an organization here that prides itself on being, you know, winners or at least that winning culture mentality. Well, look, they've had a rough go of it this year. We've talked about it a million times. I think they've been in the worst position of any of the NBA teams having to obviously not even play in their damn arena and in another country. And look, like a lot of squads had the whole COVID hit and injuries like other teams. They've had a bad, unlucky year, if we want to call it that. Um, So, but I don't think that means like lean into a tank here. I think you're also just too far ahead of a lot of these teams that are at the bottom. I mean, I know the, it's weighted a little differently, your chances with the ping pong balls, but no, get in there. Shock the world, man. Go take down the nets in a 1-8 series. Uh, it'll be amazing. Right. Yeah. No, I want, them, I want them in there, and I, and I don't think it's uh, beneficial, actually, for them to not try, personally. I mean, they still might come up short, but I don't get this idea of leaning into the tank. I don't love it. If you're All trying right. to be the new Spurs, you try and make the playoffs every single year. Right. Like, I mean, the Spurs did tank, obviously, to get Tim Duncan. But from then on, it was we're trying to get to the playoffs every single year. We'll see what happens, even if we're not a title contender. But on the other hand, completely the worst of the week. Uh, stop winning games, Raptors. <laughs> I, I told you the, at the trade deadline, I was like, I wish they would have traded Kyle Lowry. Because if he's around, their team's going to be too good. And that's bad news bears for the yeah. Bulls. Yeah. I'll throw in a couple quick puns from the stream team. Sure. No, no tanks. Yep. It's a good one from Four Moaning Poops, who is a Raptors fan. And um, Tanka Bay Raptors from Dale. Okay, yeah. Dale. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, two more quick ones here. Uh, the Blazers, because they're just losing. They're frankly just yeah. losing. This is from Rip City Stan. They've actually lost three of four by one point, which is nuts. And they've lost seven of nine, just heartbreaker after heartbreaker mm-hmm. after heartbreaker. And after the Mavs win yesterday, as we put it, the Blazers are tied for six. Now Dame has come back. Um, but, yeah, they came down to the wire so many times. CJ rattling. Norman Powell rattling. Yeah. Uh, heartbreakers. It looked like they had a, a couple wins there. Um, but, yeah, it would be tough. It, it, listen, Damian Lillard, I, I'm worried about him this next month just because of how much he did with CJ McCollum out, with Yusuf Nurkic out, uh, with some turnover on their team. He was still able, able to carry that team offensively. And I think he's just going to have to slow down a little bit. And I think we sort of hit that, as I said, before this little injury patch. Now he's back. He's still starting slow. Or he has started slow since his injury. So hopefully they'll be all right. But that was, uh, yeah, it's tough to watch the end of games. Entertaining, but uh, it's kind of tough for them. Yeah, Norman Powell had a couple chances to win some games this week. And uh, unfortunately, they were rattling in and out. Had that three in the corner. Had that little floater in the next game. Couldn't get him to drop. And the Blazers had a chance here to definitely move up to the fifth mm-hmm. seed and, like, jump the Lakers. Like, it was there. Lakers were playing 500 ball without their two superstars. And, yeah, just the Blazers have picked the wrong time to go ice cold and on this losing streak. And now I think they're in jeopardy of not winning a first-round series. Like, I don't 
I mean, I guess any team you're going to be playing in the West was not a given, but that'd be just a weird season to look back with the Lillard season that he had and, like, they lose in the first round, which is totally in play. I don't know. It's just sort of strange to me, but I guess we'll be saying that about a lot of the teams that ultimately lose in that first round, especially in the West. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, though, too, because, I mean, imagine the Blazers do lose in the first round of the playoffs. It would be weird considering the season that Lillard has had, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for the Blazers. It feels like we've seen a lot of great Lillard seasons, and they made one great run to the conference finals, but not a ton of playoff success. Mm -hmm. And you saw some Terry Stotts hot seat talk already right now. Obviously, that's not going to happen at the end of the season, but it's like, how many times can you keep running back Basically the same exact team with the same exact power structure there with just messing around on the margins of things yeah. like Damian Lillard is in his prime right now and it doesn't feel like he's ever going to leave Portland, but you want to, you got to try something new at some point, right? Like yeah. going from Al Farouk Aminu to Mo Harkless to Robert Covington, that's nice, but that's not like a game-changing move, all things considered. They've got one super-duper star, and there are some other things I think they should look at. Yeah, will they do what the Raptors have done in the past with obviously firing coaches, even if they were like winning Coach of the Years and stuff like that, and blowing up like your beloved backcourt like they did with DeMar and Kyle and and, uh, shipping one out? Would they do that, the Blazers, with uh, not Lillard, of course, but McCollum being the DeRozan probably in that instance? I think it's in play, but we'll see. Lots of seasons left. and uh, Terry's on the hot seat. Very hot. Um, One more, one more quick one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This one from Boothy. Okay. It's a good good Twitter handle, Boothy. He pointed out Marcus Smart bobblehead the Celtics gave away last night. That doesn't look like Marcus Smart. We're looking at it here on YouTube. Nothing like him. No. No. I would never miss Marcus Smart. Bobbleheads were still a thing. They're still doing these giveaways? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Probably one of the first ones of the season. Um, It's... Yeah, it's it's odd. I would just say I'm not um, I'm not an artist by any means, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know the bobblehead technology. But how the heck does this happen <laughs> in 2021? How is it so far off? Like it's not. I just don't get it. Well, They've I'd... been making them for a long time, and I'm okay with them making them because I, they're fun. Kids love them. Uh, they're they're just fun to bat around for an hour. But no one wants to bat that around. It looks like somebody somebody said it looks like Rick Fox. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, looks like more like Rick Fox than Marcus. Yeah, Smart, I guess. yeah, totally. <laughs> Rick that's, Fox. Yeah. No, I mean, but you're Rick right. Rick Fox Taz. had a great teeth. Like, I guess uh, that's what it is. They're just not putting money into these. I think that's the honest truth, mm. right? Because, like, can't you tray on like 2K, like basically scan your face, and it's like a decent, you know, version of yourself in uh, video game form, right? Yeah, you can do a, do a face scan. Yeah. Certainly, you can do something similar. Because I mean. My parents have gotten me two bobbleheads of my kids, and they're pretty accurate. I'm like, right. that bobble Isla looks exactly like she did at six months old. So I don't know what the problem is here, but the only way you know that's Marcus Smart is because he's wearing number 36 on yeah. the Celtics. Otherwise, you're like, hey, there's a guy. Yeah. Hey, somebody placed this bobblehead on my seat. Don't sit on it. You'll break the bobble. That All could right. be anyone. People are saying the 2K, the 2K face scans are still pretty sus, but uh, <laughs> all right, I guess they suck ass too. But uh, we have the technology to master this. Like, got the technology. And Marcus Smart too. The other thing is like, I think he's got a like distinctive look. I don't think he like, looks like a generic 2K player by any means. Like, am I crazy, Lee? Like, especially with his hair. And yeah, stuff, but, yeah like, he's more a sort of rough and tumble sort of looking guy, you know, a bit scruffier. That's uh, a little yeah. too clean nick yeah. there for Marcus Smart. I yeah. think he want to show a little bit more, you know, gruff with the face there too because that's the way he plays, you know. He's a tough sort of guy. This one, a uh, little too clean for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Great nominees there. 
in worst of the week. We still have tweet of the night, rapid fire fun, but one more break to hear from a sponsor. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's time for Tweet of the Night. Mmm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. What do you got, Tassie? Trey mentioned New Kids on the Block earlier in the show. Let's stick with the boy band theme. Uh, The Backstreet Boys, once upon a time, this via 90 Sports, were in Charlotte Hornets gear. That's (laughs) what we're showing to you on on the stream team here. Um, It was... uh, this sort of PSA to stay in school with the Backstreet Boys. It's Hugo the Hornet. I'll, I'll try and illustrate it to you here. And Brian wearing a Larry Johnson jersey with a big long sleeve shirt underneath. Not really ready to play basketball. Kevin <laughs> looks like he's holding a globe basketball. Uh, how he, I thought he wasn't even in the picture. But there he is at the bottom. Uh, Nick is doing his thing, just you know, balling out with the guns out. And uh, AJ just. Just looking cool. He doesn't need to do anything, just being, <laughs> being himself. Cool. Just a crazy photo. I've never seen it before. And the uh, 90s, um, uh, bringing it back, uh, the 90s account on Twitter, bringing it back. I, I just couldn't get over it. Just so much happening. The stay in school spray paint, that brought me back. That was cool. <laughs> very um, cool. Very cool. But the glow basketball. It was, yeah, it was Kevin a, trying to palm it. He's trying to palm part. it. And then I think it's like mid Oh, I'm dropping the ball, so he has to put a second <laughs> hand on it. I've been there before, you know. But he's like, yeah, he's got his hand on South America and Antarctica trying to palm it there. So, cool story. He's holding a ball like Matt Austin would. <laughs> bumbling and bumbling away there. I love Howie there, like nestled underneath <laughs> Hugo the Hornet. Like, you can see the shadow from Hugo's belly over the top of right. Howie's head. But if you told me... That Kevin was Pedro Stoyakovich in this picture. Mm. I think I would believe you. Uh, yeah. You know, wearing the Hornets jersey, obviously a different era, but he's got a he's got a Pedro look to him. Yeah. And shout out to Brian rocking the mock turtleneck underneath oh, yeah. the basketball jersey. Great look. One, I'm pretty sure I posted this once to my Tumblr page. <laughs> Remember Tumblr? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Like a decade ago, I think I did post this to my Tumblr page. I have to go check now. And the other thing, uh, the whole stay in school. I can't remember if I told you guys this, but I once... Uh, I wrote a rap song in grade school with my buddy Dub and uh, Rob Armstrong. And it took us like two weeks to write. For some reason... They let us leave the class and like write it in like a 
not like a like a almost like a not a janitor's room but like a place where they keep supplies i guess um like we were allowed to go write it in there i guess because we were playing music and we had to write these bars and it was called stay in school that's what the uh, song was called so i'm reminded of that uh it went like I, this it went like this i think i can remember it it went this is grade three maybe grade four stay in school don't be a fool dropping out isn't cool stay with the books stay with the work if you drop out you'll just be a jerk hey johnny oh. what's two plus two i don't know i didn't stay in school well johnny you must be a fool fool <laughs> <laughs> that was the rap i was doing both versions there we had someone doing the johnny part and then someone else would go back, but you get the idea. Stay in school, don't be a the fool. Johnny part. That's great. That's great for grade four. <laughs> Thank my, you. My, my man, Big Steve, still uses that first. What was the first rhyme off the top? Don't be a yeah, fool. Yeah, stay, stay in, in school, school. Don't be a fool. Dropping my out big... isn't cool. Oh, see, that's even more elaborate than my friend Big Steve. He just uses those first two lines, and he's a 39 year old man. So, <laughs> cool. grade four, killing it. I'll send him the lyrics. So we can add to it. Uh, what were you going to say, Lily? Uh, I've just got something here. I'm just working on it. Be one sec. Uh, talking of uh, Charlotte Hornets and the Backstreet Boys. Okay. Sure. Uh, what about this photo? baby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we are. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Pretty similar vibes. Yeah. <laughs> if Tass was holding a globe or Lee was holding a globe there, it's like spot on. Uh, that was a fun night. That was in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a brew house, wasn't it? Yeah, Somewhere. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Well, speaking of the Backstreet Boys and your Tumblr skeets, uh, I couldn't find uh, the Charlotte Hornets one. Oh. But here's the Backstreet Boys, and you got Nick in a Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. Uh, there you go. And Peja Stoyakovich wearing a uh, Chicago White Sox <laughs> jersey. They always wow. have to have one, one of the Backstreet Boys is hidden. In this one, it's AJ. Look at this. Can't even see Red his hat. eyes. Yeah. Amazing. It's a big hat. Who is your favorite, Trey, from the group? Uh, Howie, big Howie head. Uh, big Howie head. Yeah, I love okay. Howie. Okay. Uh, good <laughs> stuff. Pick them results. Not good for me. Brought to you by BetMGM. I swerved. I took Philly. Bucks were favored by five and a half. The Bucks were up huge in the first quarter. They couldn't miss a shot. Couldn't miss a three. It got really interesting late. It was almost one of these like stupid backdoor covers. Sixers lost by, what, seven in the end, right? So they just came up short. One more basket, and I would have got it. But nope, I'm 5-11 and 11. Ugh. for the month Oof. of April. I'm way back from Trey, who's in second at 9-7, and seven, and then Tass and Lee are 10-6. and six. But tonight's game, Tass, what would have got? What are we working with here? Oh, the Nuggets and the Warriors. One more time. They faced off... Uh... On April the what day was it? The twelfth. So nearly two weeks ago, and that was the Nuggets' last loss. Mm. If you remember that one, yeah. Golden State Warriors pulled it off. They've won four since. They're hot, despite losing Jamal Murray. But they go to uh, Golden State tonight, and the line is three and a half. If I'm not mistaken, I've, I've lost the window for for some reason. Apple's taken over my computer. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, is it, yeah. What do we got? We got three and a half or yeah. two and a half? No, you got three and a half in the dog. Oh, this line's moving. Yeah. Yeah, it's dropped to two and a half, but we will use three and a half. The okay. Nuggets favored by three and a half in Golden State. So what do you got, Lee? Yeah, that uh, that last win by the Warriors, Steph went for 53 and Jamal Murray did play. Uh, but I just think the Nuggets can bounce back tonight and get that four-point win. So I'll take Denver. 
Okay, Trey, because Skeets yeah. is going to take an opposite. Yep, so that's go, right. Go ahead, Trey. I'm also on the Nuggets here on the Tasmelis corollary of the Warriors being on a road trip. Coming home that first game, it's tough. You're going to get For another sure. 50 spot from Steph Curry? It's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. He had one of his worst games in a month uh, the last time out, but give me those Nuggets. Yeah, and I will stick with the Nuggets since I like to say that. So either uh, we bury Skeets here a little bit deeper or... I have no choice at this point. Uh, I'll take the Warriors. I'll pray for 50 from Steph tonight. I'll pray for, uh, you know, 12 three-pointers. And it could happen. That's the best part. Give me the Warriors. And I get the points. Is that what you're saying? The Nuggets Mm -hmm, were favored. All right. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, I, I got the Warriors. I really desperately need this one. So come on, Steph come through for me tonight good luck okay guys we'll end this fun drop podcast with some rapid fire questions now again a lot of these in fact all of these were from you the stream teamers who jumped in our nba happy hour watch party last night while we were wrapping up i was like uh oh i didn't write any rapid fire questions for the guys it was getting late so you guys helped me out i got a couple good ones here and the first one comes from dave d he said lee was threatening to cancel Wednesday's snorkel down in the Turks and Caicos. This was Lee telling the story on last night's happy hour. It got Dave thinking. What's the most angry you've ever been on vacation? Lee, we're going to start with you. Do you have something else besides that guy that wanted you to go snorkeling or parasailing? Or <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind, kind of sort of similar. I arrived in uh, Sharm el-Sheikh, which is a coastal town in Egypt. And uh, I'd been traveling through the Middle East. This was 2005. A lot of the hotels and hostels I stayed at, they had these, um, like diaries, people would write in little tips and, and advice and, and places to go and eat and stuff like yep. that for your next destination, because a lot of people followed a similar path. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't, you know, we had internet cafes and, and mobile phones, but we didn't have smartphones, obviously, back then. And uh, one of them said, if you go into Sharm el-Sheikh, watch out there. And I think it happens in Egypt, but it happens particularly there. Taxi drivers will quote you a fare when they pick you up to take you to their hotel. Yep. But when you get to the hotel, then they'll say that quote was for per luggage item. And I was like, ah, they're not going to get the old Big E with that one. Anyway, so uh, I was traveling around. I think I was... Um, big E. Yeah, I think I was traveling with a... Uh, I, I, I sort of, you know, you pick up people along the way. They travel with, I was traveling with this girl. And we got there, jumped in the uh, taxi. And I said to the guy, you know, the quote was like 10 Egyptian pounds to the hotel. And I said, 10 pounds, this is the fare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get to the hotel, and the guy's like, no, 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 no. It's 10, 10 per item. And I just, that is not what we agree. And I, <laughs> wow. I said, I'm calling the cops right now if you try to hit me with that. And this guy, he backed down straight away because he knows it was a scam. I knew he, it was he a was scam. He was trying, was, yeah. Yeah, I was onto him already like that. But I just remember in that moment, I was just like, I don't know why I got just like, I wanted to kill this guy, you know? <laughs> I was just fuming that he tried it on me, the Big E of all people. <laughs> the tag team champion. Exactly. What are you doing, man? Don't try that sort of cheap trick on me. I've, I've read the diaries. I've read the logs. I know what to expect. I'm disgusted that you showed no respect to me. But, uh, yeah, so I then went down and chilled out and I went snorkeling in uh, Sharm El Sheikh. It was great. Yeah. Imagine how much luggage you would have if Kofi and Xavier were with you as well. <laughs> I mean, 10 Egyptian pounds just for the trumpet case, another 10 Egyptian pounds for the bag full of pancakes. It could have been bad. Yeah, the bootios and all that. No. Okay. Uh, Tass, uh, what's your answer to this? Well, it's not quite a vacation, but as we all know, I... Uh, 
got denied at the airport trying to go to Toronto to watch Game 6 of the Conference Finals in 2019. And so I thought I was going on somewhat of a vacation, but I was stopped at the gate, stopped dead in my tracks, thought I was getting on a plane. And that's literally one of my most furious slash like confused slash perplexed, just just lost moments I've had in my life. I, I thought I was... In the clear, I thought I was—I had a ticket. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was stopped at the gate because of a, of a minor little technicality that you have to check in, even if you have a ticket. <laughs> um, but I had been at the airport all day. I was there from 7:30. This flight was at 3:30. It was there for you know like eight hours just waiting for this thing. Uh, not that particular flight, waiting for other flights. Yeah. It was a, it was a weird day. So um, there's you know there, a lot went into it. But yeah, I was. I was just, I was just flabbergasted, and so uh, I did not get along with um, the gate attendant, uh, the gate agent. I did not put a finger in her face like you did, Lee. Your, your I friend, but the I, cops, man, I went straight to. I'm calling the cops, like. <laughs> That's a weird one. <laughs> I'm calling yeah, the taxi guess, you know. commission. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't go above her head. I couldn't go above the gate agent's head. Like she, she was very clear that there's nobody above me. It was an Whoa. Air Canada, an Air Canada, in an you know Air Canada desk in an Atlanta airport. And yeah, I did go outside back into the like after I was lost. Like I just had nothing to do. I was digging and digging, trying to find a way, trying to find another flight. I did leave the gated area and went back out of security to talk to the the gate agents outside there but then i couldn't even get back in because i i i was done like once i went back out there to talk to them and game six was was that day right you were trying to get there yeah yeah oh yeah i was going to that was a stupid day (laughs) i was going to buffalo getting in a car that's stupid yeah you made it though so that's good yeah it was fun um jd what's your answer for this yeah, so um, same. Uh, I was trying to think of a time that I w- was angry on vacation, and I don't know if it's that I, n- I never get angry on vacation or I never take vacations. It feels like the latter <laughs> right now, but uh, but anyways, this isn't what it's not what I was on vacation, but it was back when I was working in Greece at a resort, like a backpackers resort. And um, I was on uh, a night off, and I'll try to keep this brief because I know we're running long, and I'll try to keep it clean as well. Let me set set the stage real quick. in our staff barracks, or the residence where the staff w- lived, um, they every single room had bunk beds, but there was one single room that ha- was a single. So there was just okay. a double bed in this room, and I got it. I had been there for a while, and I and the the guy that was in there before left, so I got the bed, so or the bedroom, and so I was. Uh, I had this room and it was like the second night I had this room and then I had a night off so the stage was set perfectly. So I was at the nightclub and I I had uh, met a new friend at the mm -hmm. nightclub. Um, Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. The single bedroom was on the first floor, no air conditioning in the building at all, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the summer in Greece. So it was pretty hot. So I had met a new friend in the nightclub and uh, we decided to go back to my new room where we were enjoying each other's company, let's just mm-hmm. say. Um, and uh, she was she was being a bit effusive, if I can use that word. <laughs> Enthusiastic, maybe. And so this was late. So while we were in the room, the nightclub had closed, right? 
Mm-hmm. Window open. Mm. Getting to know each other. And then we got to the end of sort of the first round of getting to know each you other. You got to the end of this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay. Um, enthusiastic applause from outside the window. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> minimum 20 people. Like, the entire staff of the disco was outside of my room. How long they were there? Long enough, I guess. <laughs> wow. So... You know, a flare of anger went through me. Like, I was like, I gave the old Ella Malacca, you know, out the window. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they all sort of scattered. And I was really just sort of angry because I was worried about my new friend being embarrassed, you know. Right. Which she was. But ultimately, she was fine. And frankly, it was hilarious. And also super hypocritical because I had done that. You know, to other people, you know, at least a dozen (laughs) times, you know, that summer. So, um, but anyways, this is the closest I could come to having, you know, an an angry story while on vacation. So there you go. Love it. Love it. All right. Our next one is from Jordan S., who helped us out last night in the stream team in the happy hour. Chris Paul has elevated the last few teams he's been a part of. This is true. The Rockets, the Thunder, now the Suns. What's a situation, guys, you elevated by simply being a part of it? Lee? Yeah, it's a tough one to sort of think about this, but then I thought, last night's happy hour. It was great, you know? <laughs> Got it. a couple of good stories out of it. We started talking animals and talking trips. Uh, you know, I thought it was fun. So uh, that's what the happy hour's all about. We started, at some point, didn't you mention something about basketball? And we were all like, Ugh, get away from that. We need right, to talk right. about other stuff. So, um, yeah, brought a few stories, had some laughs, had some fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah, you had a nice, like, proud dad moment on Happy Hour last night. You were, like, getting a little choked up telling that nice story of you uh, snorkeling or snoobering or whatever snoobering, the heck it's yeah. called with uh, with Sebastian. It was good. Huh. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome when they just, as they get a little bit older and you can start doing things like that with them, like real life experiences, not just sort of, like, playing in the sand and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I'd never snoobered before, so it was awesome to do it with him. Excellent. Tess? Snooba Doug. Um, well, I'll, uh, I'll answer in song, as I often do. I don't make much, but I make tzatziki. It was, uh, as my man JD does as well. Uh, it was a uh, uh, Euro night on uh, Wednesday, or gyro. Uh, for some of my uh, non-Greek friends. And it was 20 minutes before a Beach Stepping podcast, which was at 3 Eastern. Danielle called me. She uh, she's, she wasn't home, and she said, have you made the tzatziki for tonight? And I said, no. She said, she said, I'll make it. And I said, I got 20 minutes. I can make it. No problem. It, you know, it wasn't pretty in the kitchen, but it all happened. And uh, we had a decent tzatziki, a nice. decent one. It mm. could have gotten better. The, the garlic down here, it bites. It's... Uh, <laughs> Can't go heavy-handed on the garlic. Um, mm. So, you know, the kids were looking at Dad a little bit out of the corner of their eye, but uh, it got A lot done. of garlic in this, Dad. <laughs> yeah, Dad. A little chunky on the garlic, Dad. Didn't call for chunky garlic, did it, Dad? <laughs> Mince it, Dad. Tassie Minces. That's what they call me. Not anymore. Tassie Chunky. Why do they call you the Big E, Lee? Like for Alice? Yeah, I big think so. e, yeah. That, that's uh, it's like Kobe calling himself Black Mamba. I'm the Big E, you know. That's the same oh, I thing. wish we had a photo right now of uh, the future show where Lee was gigantic. <laughs> and that was the true Big E. 
Uh, JD, what's your answer to this one? When is a time, uh, a situation you elevated by simply being a part of it? Yeah, real simple answer. I, as you know, I worked at the CN Tower um, and I operated the elevator, so I elevated people in the elevator. That's the end of the story. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> All right, one more as we wrap up this super long edition of the Draw Podcast. Uh, we showed it to you, Joel Embiid. Very close to hitting the most... Uh, well, one of the most incredible game-tying shots uh, this week when that full-court, one-handed, desperation Hail Mary banked off the glass and went halfway down before rimming out. So, Deso Palancia wanted to know in the happy hour stream last night, when did you almost pull off something incredible only to fail miserably at it? Well, again, we'll start with you, Lily. So I used to enter the uh, lottery every week, you know, in Canada or in England, Australia, wherever I was. And uh, at one point I entered the Australian lottery from Canada for, uh, you know, it was one of those things. I don't know why I did it, but I put in my numbers and you sort of forget about it. It takes $10 a week or whatever. And I got an email one time saying you've, uh, you've won second division or second, you know, in the lottery for the, for the week. And I'm like, second division? Like, oh my God, like... That's I'm like Peter hundred, Mansbridge. That's like a couple of hundred thousand bucks right there. But it wasn't. It, it was like the jackpot for that week was only like four or five million dollars Australian. I got five numbers out of six. I won fifteen hundred dollars. Oh. One more number, and I'm a millionaire, a multi-millionaire. <laughs> and instead, I get like fifteen hundred bucks, which is like it's like, well, that's that's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, you can't tell me that five out of six is only worth fifteen. I should be getting three hundred thousand minimum for that. I mean, that's you know, that's so close. That's like Joel Embiid. I mean, how close was he? He Should have got at least two points out of that shot attempt. Right. Was <laughs> place, <you know? laughs> this is a good comment. So right yeah, Dave. Big E was almost a million dollar man. <laughs> well played, Dave. Well played. Okay. So, yeah. So you think you should get a sizable lottery payout for not getting the lottery right, is what you're saying. Five out of six. That's Yeah, incredible. it's not six out of six. I know. This is the not. definition of Lee's life mantra. That'll do. He's basically yeah. saying, that's close enough. Give me close to a million dollars. Give me a couple hundred thousand. I mean, okay, I'll settle for 60 grand. You know, a 1500 <laughs> it's like, that basically just paid off all the investment I've put in the years over the lottery. So I, I maybe I broke even, but... uh. I was like, "Wow, you got to get really got to get six to make the big bucks here." They won't even say, "All right, five's pretty good, man." Here, have four hundred thousand dollars instead. <laughs> wow! All right. Well, now, I think I don't think Lee is far off on like three hundred thousand is too much. But I remember, you know, the lotto in Ontario, in Canada, five or six numbers would get you like a hundred k. Yeah. <sighs> No joke, right? Like, I yeah, think was, so. You know, like 649, like those type yeah. of things? Yeah, yeah a lot of 649. Right. 506 numbers, and I just looked it up, is 5% of the pool's funds. Oh, okay. So that actually makes sense. It's mm. like 5 mil, you get 100K, right? I'm doing maybe, the math maybe right. I, uh, maybe I write to, write to the Australian lottery and say, <laughs> 15 years ago. Well, according to my mate Tass, he reckons in Canada they pay a bit more, so, you know. Oh, I think you should threaten to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be your thing. <laughs> okay, uh, Tess, Tess, what's your answer for this one? Well, it's actually uh, our friend Ken and, and what he did. Um, once upon a time, we were on his roof. He had a uh, little kiddie pool on his roof. And the the, the edge of the, uh, the roof had like a five-foot wall that he wanted to jump on, stand on top of, and do a front flip into that kiddie oh, pool. Yeah. Now, yeah. successful the first time. Hit it. Banged it. 
the second time, got crushed. He crushed his shoulder into the pavement underneath the kiddie pool. And, uh, I mean, he was just crumpled. And uh, here's a photo if you're on the YouTube stream of, uh, of Matt holding, supporting Ken after he crushed his shoulder on the pavement. And uh, that that stuck with Ken for months and months and months, that injury. Probably still with him years after because he was not good. He needed Matt to support him, and Matt chuckled as Ken uh, crawled over to him and Matt held him up. The crazy uh, part of that story is he did it twice. You're right. Yeah, he successfully he, landed a you know a flip into a shallow kiddie pool on yeah. hard f- surface, and you're yeah, like, yeah. wow, how did you not break your neck doing that? That's incredible. Are you okay? He's like, yeah. And then he does it again. You're like, why? You already did it. And then that's when he yeah, yeah he smoked it. He smoked the first flip. It yeah. Was actually, now thinking about it, yeah, he landed perfectly on his butt. Yeah. And and just casually put one leg cross one leg over the other. You know, somebody handed him a beer, and he was he was loving it. And then somehow he wanted to get on that wall again to do it a second time. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, he really hurt his shoulder. I remember that time. But yeah, Matteo was there to uh, comfort him, which is very nice. I'm glad there's a photo of that. All right, JD, wrap this up. What's your answer to our final rapid fire question? Uh, yeah, real quick. I went to uh, see back in the '90s. I went to see my favorite local band uh, playing. Um, I think at Lee's Palace, but. Uh, anyway, uh, there I was. The it was the place was packed. I was I was there for hours, I guess, uh, waiting. There were multiple bands before the band that I was there to see was going on, and uh, their manager came to me and basically said, uh, uh, we, "We need you backstage real quick." And uh, so I went back. I was friends with them, and and uh, basically their drummer was uh, DNP too drunk. Right, uh-huh. so they asked me to play uh, with them, uh, which was like kind of like a dream come true. It's just like that ultimate fantasy of like, yeah. you know, if you're like a Leafs fan and they're like, uh, "Is there a goalie in the house?" Because uh, whatever, you know, like uh, so. Uh, it was super exciting. Again, Lee's Palace, which is a great venue to play and uh, playing with this band, and I knew all their songs to listen to. But wow, man, I completely shat the bed. Like, it was <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, you know, and I had had drinks and stuff, and I was just not on my game. And uh, and also, they part of their shtick was they wore coveralls and the um, all, like, matching coveralls. And the drummer's was way smaller than me, so I was wearing his coveralls. So I was, like, constricted, <laughs> like, they, they came up to here kind of thing. And... Uh, couldn't play and it was uh it was embarrassing they basically cut the show short because of me Whoa. Um, but uh embarrassing but it could have been so awesome but <laughs> <laughs> so hold on did you have to peel the overalls off this uh, other drunk uh, drummer <laughs> and then... well he ne- he never showed up basically oh, but they had never... his outfit oh, I see, I see, with their I see. gear so yeah wow. wow were you surprised that they asked you to wear his coveralls I kind of insisted, actually, because <laughs> nice. I, it would have looked weird. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, it would have yeah. looked weird if I wasn't wearing them. But uh, big mistake. Man, you really went with cool. the uh, rock and roll answers here for After Fire, JD. Yeah, I guess. You know, yeah. having sex in Greece, <laughs> rocking out at Lee's Palace, the elevator answer. You once hung out with Sting in that elevator. That's true, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Uh, you, you said before the show, oh man, I got to come up with some answers. Then you 
fired off three rockers right there, man. MVP JD of rapid fire, people are saying in the stream team. Oh, so. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Good work. <laughs> uh, guys, we'll call it there. Wow, what a long one. Like, comment, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. I saw a lot of you in the stream team trying to get those likes up. Did we hit 200 plus, I believe, here during the stream? So thanks to everybody that's uh, encouraging others that's right. in the stream team to go ahead and like the video. Yeah, that's all we're asking for. And then subscribe to No Dunks. Do it. Leave a comment if you want to as well. Defeat the algorithm. Really appreciate you guys joining us live here, though, on a Friday morning. Email us your NBA questions for next week's Beach Stepping Podcast, nodunksattheathletic.com, or you can tweet them in at nodunksinc, that's I-N-C. Grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com, and uh, if you haven't already, get yourself a subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Lili, are you still on for your special guest on today's very solid play, or this weekend's very solid play? Special guest is on, yes. We're uh, just waiting confirmation from the uh, special producer, really, okay. for the time. So, All right. Uh, working yeah. on it, working on it, working Can on it. Can you give me a small hint without giving it away who the special guest is? Uh, you may not have ever met this person, but you'll know exactly uh, who he is. <laughs> That's interesting. Think of JD... every person you know that you've never met. Wow. <laughs> Hold on. Jake, because I talked to JD this morning about it mm-hmm. on, uh, when we were before we recorded what you need to know, and JD would not give it away. Good. He wouldn't, he wouldn't tell wow. me. Wow. Man, um, this is a well kept secret. Lee yeah. messaged me today. He says, Is Adam a mean play by play guy for the Bulls? Yeah. Is that your special guest? <laughs> no, this is just for a tweet. We're all trying to get this info out here. Wow. This man is keeping it in his pocket. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for the uh, the first minute of today's very solid plays. Let me just say that as well. <laughs> It'll all make sense if uh, if we ha- if it happens. It might not even happen. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I, okay, I'll, I'm very excited now. I'm always excited for very solid play, but even more so if this does come to fruition here later on a Friday or maybe we'll get it up on the weekend. Subscribe to No Dunk so you know as soon as that very solid play goes up. All right. Thanks so much to everybody. Sorry we went a little longer than normal here, but we had a blast. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I think we should just sit here uh, until Lee's guest arrives. I mean, it's been an hour and half plus. I'm sure JD's excited to just sit here oh, and yeah. get get way over 300 likes. Isn't that the just the key to YouTube? You just sit just there for going. Keep yeah. it going. Oh Try my God, Tess, I would love to wrap this up because Trey and I yesterday did over six hours of live streaming <laughs> slash podcasting. Yeah, I've talked to skates more than my family in the last 12 oh hours, no doubt God. about it. But it did make me think, Trey, in doing those six hours throughout the course of the day, I was like, yeah, we can do a 24-hour live stream. <laughs> I know I can. Easily, I got easily. it in me for sure. So we're going to do that for charity one of these days. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really serious about that. So, And that let's day is it. today. Keep it rolling, JD. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, JD, you will not be selling your house today. Well, you can have them come through the background. We could talk to them. We're going to need things to talk yeah, about. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. I've, I've always wanted to do the Lebans with Graydon Gordy in the old 24-hour <laughs> car run. Let's do it. All right, guys. Uh, be safe. Take care of each other. We'll see you on Monday. Embrace the weekend, people.